Welcome back to Start Spreading the News, live for us but pre-recorded for you. I am Daniel Martin, and joining me as always from beautiful Los Angeles, California, is Jacob Gruber. How are you doing, Gruber? I'm doing well, doing well. Enjoying the uh, enjoying the September weather. Um, enjoying watching the Yankees, but you know, not all the time. What about you? <laughs> I'm doing well too. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think it could be that a uh, a sweep of a doubleheader against the Red Sox just always feels good. But like for yeah. a team that's out of it, and I should be really down on. I'm not that down on them. I just like I guess I've come to terms with. The no playoffs, the glimmer of hope is not really there anymore. It's like smaller than a glimmer, even. It's like a, I don't know, like a a half a sprinkle. Um, it's 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 a really tiny like circle sprinkle, like um, Raylock White on a on a big day of uh on a big <laughs> on a big uh sixteen zero tournament. <laughs> Greylock White always had the better players from the younger division back in the day, though. So it's not even Greylock White. It's like um. If like Mackinac can make a run or something, it just, you know. Well, you know what? For people who who listen, the impossible was pulled off by Watito in 2022, <laughs> down 10 runs. One of the most amazing experience, one of the most amazing comebacks in in sports history. And I, I, I and I did say that sports history, not camping sports. I would say sports history. For what it's worth, I feel better about the Yankees making the playoffs than I do about Watito ever winning a tournament. Oh, so sure. Sure, yeah. we're we're on the same page there. That Jeez. was shots fired at Watito very early in the show already. Um, they they deserve it. We are midweek, but we're not going to talk about the Boston series, right? We're going to just nope. talk about the Tigers and Brewers series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really bad at saying the nickname of the Milwaukee baseball team. Uh, do you know how to say it? I the say no, 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 like the actual name on their team i say the brewers like i'm really the bad brewers. yeah you can say it, the brewer there the i said brewers. the brewers but think, you know, think it, of like saying like instead of gruber the bre- gr- no that's not but like i end up going brewers 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 i have to like really enunciate brewers the brewers uh and yeah. that sounds weird so i'll try to work on that while we talk about the Tiger series, no OJ this week. Uh, so it's just the two of us. Sometimes that just means a longer show. Like the past few times that we've had a two man, it goes really long. I don't think this should go too long though, but it's, long. This it's always a possibility. Last time it went long because we had to catch up on all the news that we were, that we had like a, a big injury and call up catch up. That well, sense. we do have a couple of injuries, but we'll talk about those later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's start with this Tiger series. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was another winning series. Uh, and I mean, even in a, a sprinkle of hope season, I like a winning series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started with a 5-1 win. Garrett Cole, just really, really good. He's been really, really good all season. He seems to be uh, sauntering to a Cy Young, the first Cy Young of his very illustrious career. Um, in terms of how we got our runs, we got a DJ LeMahieu home run, we got a John Carlos Stanton home run, and we got a Glaber Torres two RBI double. Um, do you have any takeaways from this game apart from Cole? That was it was a big bright spot, I'd say. Dominguez double, it was exciting. Herrera with a hit, it was it was a thrilling, you know, it was just great, and we got you know everybody shut the door. It was great. 
Yeah, this was a fun a fun bullpen game. Um, in terms of rolling a lot of our A guys out and each of them pitching well. Clay Holmes even pitching well. Uh, and I would say uh, this is kind of in my head at least. This is where the LeMahieu hot streak ended. He had this game and then things went downhill. I was actually wondering if he might be hurt because he only played half the doubleheader and then he was supposed to have off here. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean... I think Aaron Boone said this was a scheduled day off and he didn't want to play him the whole two games because essentially that's like six six hours on his feet. It's a lot of at-bats. It's a lot of yeah. time playing. So I get it. Um, But yeah. he hadn't been – since this point, he hasn't really been playing well, I think. Um, And that was after a really, really hot stretch. Um, yeah. I would also say, you know, it's fun to beat up on the Tigers, but – this is what we wanted, or this is what a team like the Yankees should be doing. Um, but you know, it was a lot of a lot of bad baseball that we saw, and we, <laughs> there was some more that we would see later this week. So it was nice to have this. Uh, Garrett Cole, like, what more can you say about this? Is the thing? It's like if someone is just truly excellent, there isn't a ton to say. He is excellent. This is a great contract. I don't care what all the this um. The Barstool Baseball account has this stupid which one uh, habit. I don't know. I think wait, it might wait, be Barstool Baseball or, or I think it's Barstool, Barstool Baseball. They're Mets fans. I don't know what it is, but they have this stupid habit of posting Cole's contract every time he has a bad game. And at this point, the joke's on them because Cole hasn't had a bad season as a Yankee yet. He had a couple that weren't, or just one really that wasn't to his standard, but he hasn't had a bad season as a Yankee. And this year he's been, the I was best nervous for this year for him because of the spider attack at the end of last year. And look, obviously like I, all I put, I put, I would have put all my money on Cole bouncing back and he did and more than so he's going to win Cy Young. He's, he exceeded expectations for me at least because I just was caught up in the propaganda of, of spider attack Cole. You can't throw a pitch without spider attack. That's not true. You know, and to be honest, I was caught up in the propaganda before he came here. I was a little bit concerned because I knew the Astros one is a sparkling resume of cheating on both sides of the ball down there in Houston. (laughs) But (laughs) they do have a habit of bringing pitchers in, having their spin rate go up and then reaping the rewards. And I was concerned that Cole might be one of those guys. And I was like, well, in theory, if he knows how to cheat in Houston, he knows how to cheat in New York. And he did at first i think but um now they're cracking down and he's still he's still shoving and i think uh he shut up a lot of the people who were calling him overpaid and overrated and all the stupid lists that didn't have him as a top 10 pitcher which was just laughable and ridiculous he's he's really stepped up and i don't think there's any reason to think that this contract won't age well because as people are paying more and more for pitchers, you've seen what the Mets are willing to do for truly aging veterans. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that other teams are willing to take those contracts on. Like this Garrett Cole contract doesn't look so bad at all. And I think he'll probably age well because he's so into the nitty gritty of pitching the pitch selection. He's not just a Mm -hmm. fastball, fastball, fastball guy, even though the fastball is magnificent and beautiful and powerful. Um, I I love this contract, honestly. And really, he has the chance to opt out. I don't think he will, but he has the chance. And 
if he does opt out, we can cancel out his opt out by adding another year at the end of his contract, just like weird, fun contract stuff. And if he does, I think we do it. Oh, without a doubt. I think he might. I think he will. And we will do that. Yeah. I mean, I, it could be he'll do it because he thinks that we'll do that, or it could be he'll do it because he thinks he's actually worth more and he might be, but, um, I don't know. I could also see him just being like, I'm good with his contract. Um, yeah. But we'll see. A lot of money. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. But a good love Garrett Cole. He is such a, he's such a gift, especially for a team that was looking for an ace for so long. And I was doing the 2019 Yankees Sporkle, um, you know, as you do. And uh, <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. I, I was trying to remember our whole pitching staff and it took me a while, but our pitching staff that year was it it had some depth but it was all guys who we wanted to be aces so badly and they were all just kind of twos and threes it was it was Tanaka who I fucking love and I would back, swear by please, in a playoff situation please if he comes back for like, I'm convinced we're winning the world series it's just like he wasn't realistically who we wanted as an ace he's a he's a two he's a three and he's a he's an ice cold playoff performer uh so it was Tanaka it was injured Severino it was James Paxton, it was Jay Happ, it was Domingo Herman, and it was old, old CeCe Sabathia. And, you know, I loved all those guys at the time. I still do, uh, sort of. But, um, <laughs> you know, I have mixed feelings about Domingo, obviously, and Happ and Paxton have a place in my heart. You support but, him um, in his recovery. Certainly, I love Sevi and I love Tanaka. I just, you can't compare them to Garrett Cole. This is different. This is a pitching clinic that we get to watch once every five days, and it's awesome. No, this is this is what we were waiting for, and now let's just let's just build this team back up. Let's let's see what happens. Let's get the pitching is not even so much to worry about, you know. Like I think it's you know we just got to get a full season of healthy bats. That that's what I'm. That's what. But that's another. That's a conversation for October. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else about this first Tigers game? No, we 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 hit it all. It was a it was a home run. That, that was the that was the win of the week. Well, that's not true. Sunday was crazy. We'll talk about that. But but so, yeah. Next up, we have the um. Is this the right order? No, I think I have them it was in the, the right four order. three win. The four three win. Yeah, this was a RP. fun game. I <laughs> BJ, I was sense. say it again, sir. DJ had a couple hits. Yeah, so yeah. I was about to say I was wrong. The, the I think the LeMahieu slump started a little bit later than I remember it starting because he had a good game here, and um, I mean a multi-hit game and an RBI. Uh, and I remember his RBI. It was um, it was early in the game. Yeah, second inning. So four-three win with Clark on the mound. We sort of jump on him early. Uh, the LeMahieu RBI single in the second. Then it was funny. This Jason Dominguez home run I actually predicted. Uh, first home run at the stadium. Um, and then the Oswald Peraza um, RBI double, followed by the Glaber Torres RBI single. So we score all of our runs in the second, third, and fourth. Clark looks pretty good, which has kind of been the story in the second half for him. And then... He's followed up by Wandy, one out from Weissert, and then Clay Holmes. Um, I think the story here, apart from at this point, it was 
LeMahieu still heating up is we're living in just like Jason Dominguez mania right here. I mean, the Martian was on fire. He goes three hits in this game, including his first homer. He looked so calm, so comfortable at the plate. I think he finished this game hitting over, yeah, 333. Uh, this was kind of the peak, I mean, apart from his first home run, which was just crazy. This yeah. is kind of the peak of Martian Mania. Yeah, yeah. Got another three-hit game from Oswald, too. Everything's, uh, this was honestly not only the peak of Martian Mania, this might have been the peak of the Yankees call up the kids, run for your money to the wild card spot run mania because after, yeah the other one happened. i would point to is is sweeping houston at houston is is no but that was like there. yeah this we were riding that wave the first two yeah. games of the series we i i just remember like i i, I was like I, I was at work and i was like oh my god we're like we're winning this game i, I was walking out the door i'm like dominguez home run and i'm like this is like like what is going on you're 2-1 lead you know and i and i was like we're never gonna lose again yeah and it's funny because if you look at the kids apart from dominguez Wells isn't really hitting. Everson Pereira isn't really hitting. And Peraza's found it a little bit, but I still wouldn't call him like... He's not a great bat. He's just... He's kind of finding it a little bit. Uh, Really, we just added Dominguez, and we changed the vibes. And, you know, some of it is obviously DJ hitting. Some of it is... um, I mean, (laughs) Glaber. We should probably have a conversation about Glaber at some point because... I think the conversation around Glaber from us a lot on this podcast has been we like him and we defend him, but like realistically, is he worth uh, the long term extension? And as much as we want him to be, he probably isn't. And I think we probably got that wrong. And he's proved us wrong this year because he, especially at second base, is providing great offense. He is a, a fine defender for his position. He's someone who's liked in that clubhouse. And, you know, he's not hitting 38 home runs, but he's hitting 25. Sign him and now. Sign he's him hitting now. 270. And, you know, that's not what second basemen around the league do. So Put him anywhere. Put him at third base. It, that's another thing. I wonder where else he could play. I think. Look at the strikeout base, numbers. They're down 40. He's played already two more games, and they're down from 129 to 88, and, this, and the walks are up 16. It's insanity. This guy's improved his game all around. This guy's actually taken a step forward when nobody thought he could. This is also, I want to say, for those of you sort of old heads who like batting average, I think this is probably his highest batting average since 2019. Yeah, you're up with seven points. Yeah. His second, his, he tied his rookie year. with his, He batted the same when he was a rookie, and except – yeah, he had more. Yeah, the rookie home run rate was a lot better. But that's also the balls were juiced in 2018-19. Let's let's not forget that they were so I, juiced. I feel like a lot of a lot of the Glaber Torres conversation has been sort of even from defenders a little bit negatively tinted, and he's been the most reliable Yankee hitter who stayed healthy. And I know the who stayed healthy takes out Aaron Judge, who's the best hitter on the team, the best player on the team, the best player in the AL. If you don't count the freaks who play both sides of the ball but i think that glaber needs a lot more credit from the fan base and recognition probably nationally from the baseball community i think um and and i think some of that has been he's not 2018 19 glaber but he's a he's a top 10 maybe top five second baseman 
and that shouldn't go uh sort of unnoticed. Oh, I'm with you entirely. Yeah. Uh and then things get a little bit less fun. <laughs> um we take a a tough L to the Tigers 10-3. It would have been nice if we kept cruising, but at the time I was like, "Oh well." Um I think given where the Brewers series ended up, the Brewers series ended up, this becomes more consequential. A lot of people jumping on Carlos Rodon and with good reason. Uh, three and two thirds, seven earned runs, just not good enough. He didn't have this one and missed stuff. Uh, and he hasn't for most of this year. He's, I think he's had a bad year and I'm not stressing too much about it. I think we've seen enough that tells us that it's still in him, mm-hmm. and that with a more normal lead up, a more normal spring training, a more normal, everything he'll be fine next year. But I do think there's some cause for concern. I don't think there's the cause, uh, or I don't think there's cause for as much concern as a lot of the big Yankee fans, the Cooper winners of of the world, shout out Cooper, yeah. um, who are just like, this guy sucks. We wasted yeah. all this money, and now we're stuck with a terrible pitcher for the next uh, half decade plus. I just think uh, this is kind of the season from hell for him, mm-hmm. and he's always very accountable. I think he will uh, – I think he'll come back strong, and I think this is just – really a worst case scenario outing where he he dumps cold water on everything that this team had going for it yeah and i think have, having like watched the red sox game he pitched the other day i would have had a different take having not watched that game so i'm gonna be a little right I'm, yeah i'm gonna be fair to him he did bounce yeah. back but and i just want to be on the record as saying that i had this take before the red sox game i was on twitter yeah. defending carlos Rodon when it was not cool and i'm gonna keep doing it because i think there's no reason to think he can't still be that guy i think he is this guy i just think he it was a bad position and he doesn't he needs to start over like he's in this rut right now and he has a couple of flashes but we need to just get the season over with and we need to get him to april and i think when you're in april new season new treads new new threads or whatever the hell you call them and He's just gonna be in a different mindset because he never he never pitched in April for us. He didn't pitch in May. He didn't pitch in June. He pitched in like July, right? That was his debut, something like mm-hmm. that. Like he didn't yeah. have a season. Like the guy we're we're acting exactly. like he's, he didn't have really even have a spring training. He was injured almost immediately, and the back injuries are tough. I've never had a back injury, but I could um, but I've seen people injure their backs and it looks bad. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's it sucks. It sucks though. Seven a seven earned run hit to your ERA. That's that's a smack in the face for the baseball bat. Oh my god. Yeah, and you know the numbers are kind of beyond saving for him, but oh, well, he can yeah. he can salvage them so they're less ugly. Uh, and I think he's taken the steps already, and uh, and hopefully we see a little more promise. Do you think there's a point where they should shut him down? I I don't I don't see that point because. You shut, I don't. I think you got to pitch these guys. I think you got to play your players. I think you got to get them reps in the Bronx, in the uniform, in the mind. I think it's very mental. I, I that's why I don't think you shut down Judge. He wants to break the record. You think Hank Aaron breaks the record by sitting, you know, on the bench for the last ten games? What? Of the season? <laughs> Do you mean the home run record? The home run, home run record? No, 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 no. I mean, like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, Aaron, like Aaron Judge wants to be known as like one of the great sluggers of all time. He, unfortunately, is turning 32 next Mm -hmm. year. He's not 
He didn't come up when he was 20. He came up when he was 24. He needs to uh, 20, almost, I think maybe even 25. He was rookie of the year. He needs the numbers because he doesn't have the time. And eight, you mean to tell me that Judge is going to stay healthy for the back half of his career every season and play 160 games? I don't believe that. So I think No, I mean, I hear you. I just think if I think if there's something wrong with someone, like if Judge's toe thing is really bad and it needs offseason surgery and you don't know what the rehab time is and it could possibly affect his spring training next year, then you should be cautious. And I don't think that's the case with Judge, but in the case of Rodon, if he if if this chronic back thing is really something that is going to mess with him for the next five, six years. And there's something that can be done right now. I think you'd do it. I also do think, though, that to the extent that you can, you don't want the whole season to be a wash. And right now, the whole season in my head is kind of a wash for him. And he's frustrated with it. He said in an interview, again, this is kind of covering the Red Sox game, but he said it just it still hasn't been a very good season. And... uh I think you do want him to get to a point where he feels like he has something more he can work off of from the end of this year. But I do think it's something, especially with his back thing, that you got to have in the back of your mind, no pun intended. Um, And, you know, I think just... uh, I guess ultimately I don't want him shut down because I want to keep seeing signs of promise. Uh, But I do think it was something that crossed my mind after this game was you know, is it really helping? And uh, it seems like they're set to keep throwing him and he'll have a handful more starts and, and hopefully we'll see some promise. But either way, the Yankees have to believe, and I certainly believe that he's capable of being 2022 20, and 2021 and 2020 Rodon in 2024. Yeah. And I think he will too. I think he'll bounce back. Uh, Small footnote here, best... Uh, Yankee outing for Matt Crook. Um, probably best major league outing for Matt Crook, right? Because he has only been on the Yankees. Majors. Yeah. So scoreless inning for Matt Crook. Uh, no hits and two strikeouts. Um, he has not had a good year at all. <laughs> so shout out Matt Crook. Um, and then, you know, Glaber hit well, but really nobody else did. Actually, I take it back. Everson with two RBIs. Um, so, just really one to forget, and it was a it was over so quickly. Uh, the first inning home run that Rodon gave up to Torkelson, and then he just got crushed in that third, mm-hmm. and even more crushed in that fourth. It was just, I don't know. This game was over fast. Um, so it was so, the next one. Yeah, and unfortunately, because it was over fast, I usually I watch the whole game. Uh, I didn't actually watch the end of it because um, there was a lot happening on TV that night. Uh, So I missed the Matt Crook show. And I guess as we'll get to in the next episode of Start Spreading the News, I love random uh, random sort of nobodies out of the bullpen just coming out and shoving. And that's what Matt Crook did in this one game that we were losing by seven runs in. But that's a little teaser for... uh, Future episode to start spreading the news. Um, Hashtag Zach McAllister. Hashtag Matt Bowman. Hashtag, oh boy, Anthony Misevich, I believe. Um, And we have to talk about him soon anyway. But first, let's talk about this next Brewers-Yankees game. 
the Brewers won eight to two. Uh, Sevy on the mound had to leave with an injury. Uh, shortly after, it was announced that he's shut down for the season. This could be the end of Luis Severino in pinstripes, Gruber. What a ride! Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, it didn't end as bad as it did for Rogers, but um, Jeez. well, that might not end for it. He'll be back. He'll be back. But you're calling it the end for Aaron Rodgers? No, it's not. He he confirmed it on Instagram that he'll be back for all those Jets fans. Yeah. <clears throat> Noah Leon and Jaden Leon. But oh, happy birthday, Noah and, yeah. and uh, Jaden Leon, by the way. Yeah, big. I think 18. The big one. Wild. That is wild. It is wild. But and you know, Noah Leon, huge Yankees fan. Jaden's a Cardinals fan, so slightly smaller shout out to Jaden, but huge smaller. shout out to both of them. Yeah, I, I don't I, I I'm fond of Severino, obviously, but it just it it it's not it's not what you want. That's what I'd say. It is not what you want to see in the end of a, a beloved baby bomber. Baby, you know, for lack of a better term. So we want to see this guy riding on a parade float, not walking to the dugout with his head down. So it's just kind of sad. I hope yeah. he, I, I hope everything works out for him. I hope he, wherever he goes, whether he's in pinstripes or whatever the heck, he's he's great. But that's it. Just sucks. It sucks. It, it really sucks. sucks. It really sucks. Um, he gave us so much. He gave us so many great moments. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. he he wore his heart on his sleeve. He got hyped up. The Sevy roar is such a sort of iconic part of this era of the Yankees and uh, he'll be someone who I think is uh, very fondly remembered in the, in the hearts and minds of a lot of Yankee fans. It's really unfortunate that the injuries took so much of what should have been an awesome career uh, in pinstripes. And, uh, and how confident are you that this is it for Seve? That pretty confident. Yeah. I, I wish the I could season was just, he was, he was struggling to find it, and I don't even know if he gets signed to a major league roster. I think he probably has to work his way up on a minor league contract. Uh, I'm not saying he'll go to the minors. I think a team will sign him, though, on a minor league contract, and he'll have to earn it in spring. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he'll um, go somewhere else, and hopefully he dominates. I, I There's a possibility in my head that maybe there's like a one-year prove-it deal that they would give him, but it just... It seems really unlikely at this point, especially after all the injuries on this sort of long-term contract. I just, I can't see it see. happening. Yeah. Um. I mean, we'll uh, sort of reflect on Sevy, I guess, a little more in the off season. Maybe go through some of our favorite Sevy moments. Um. Mm-hmm. For me, the ones that stick out are when he uh he got shelled in his first playoff outing, shelled, and he came back and he didn't like throw a gem, but he threw a really competitive start. And uh, in 2019, he basically was out all year. He threw like three starts at the end of the year and he mm-hmm. was ready for the playoffs. And then in Minnesota, he loaded the bases, I think in the first inning and he got out of it unscathed and he just absolutely exploded coming off the mound, huge iconic Sevy roar. And uh, you know, you just love seeing someone who's that into it. Who's, who's that invested and um and it's sort of like you said wherever Sevy goes I will be rooting for him. Yeah, hopefully hopefully he's back. 
I don't do we even want him. I don't even know. <laughs> do, like I don't know. I just wish I wish the best for Luis Severino unless he's in the AL East against a team that's contending against us. Agreed. And even then, I wish the best for him in like a silo, you know. Um, yeah, just like not so, us. Yeah. So Sevy aside, there was another Dominguez home run um, in this game. That was. <laughs> it's crazy how how great things were going with Dominguez, only for them to be snatched away from us. I had picked up Dominguez in fantasy. I was riding this Dominguez momentum. Uh it's kind of all the offense that I think that we need to talk about. Is there anything yeah. you want to bring up here? Just a massacre, but it doesn't get any better next game. Yeah, I mean, Dominguez's last I guess hit it's worth... until 2024 was in this game. Say it again. Dominguez's last hit of the season was this game. That's true. Um, not his rookie year, technically. I don't think he broke the service time thing. No, he absolutely did not. Um, he will qualify as a rookie once again. Um, I guess it's worth noting that um Jonathan Lewisica pitched in this game and he did not pitch well, um, because later we would find out he's hurt. Uh, Greg Weissert also pitched in this game and he didn't pitch well either. So, uh, right. there's some tough times out of the bullpen here. Um, next game, we got Brewers Yankees nine two loss. This was on Old Timers Day. I went to this game. It was. My first time at Old Timers Day, my friend Jeremy asked, shout out Jeremy, um, if I wanted to go to Old Timers Day, I'd never been. And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, but I had this image of like the yes highlights I see of where they play a game. And the Old Timers were not playing a game. They just kind of sat on the field and they did a Q&A. It was cool still. It was cool to see everybody. But like, Yankees, what are we doing? Like, how the Old Timers play a game? Like, it's an iconic clip of Hideki Matsui in old timers day going long off David Cohn and Cohn is just like, how does he do that? Like he's a freak and everyone wants to see the old timers play a game. I'm sure the old timers want to play a game. What are we doing? They were not playing a game. I didn't see that anywhere. I guess. So I found out in the lead up that they weren't, uh, that they weren't playing a game. So it wasn't like I showed up thinking they were going to play a game. It's just, I guess they made the decision like in COVID or something, and then they never went back to playing a game. We well, got to get back. Like to David a game. Wells having a heart attack on the field. I mean, <laughs> that he <didn't> go. <laughs> he did go. He <laughs> he made <laughs> some comments. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. I guess why not? Uh, the <laughs> the David Wells comments. He covered up the uh, the Nike logo on his jersey. Um, they gave all the all the old timers, um, they used child labor jerseys, and uh, they had their number on the back, but they also had like all the new stuff, like the Yankee or the uh the Nike logo and the Star Insurance sponsor, and um, they had all kinds of old timers, but especially old timers from the nineteen ninety eight World Series team. It was like they were highlighted, and the Q and A was about those guys. And David Wells, I guess, had covered up. I didn't even realize this uh, in live time, but it was it was reported on after. And there was like an extensive delay in between the old timers event and the game because of all the rain, which we'll talk about in a second, I guess. But um, David Wells (laughs) covered up 
the Nike logo and then told the press that the uh, the reason he did that was because Nike's too woke. And if he played today, he would cut it out. He wouldn't allow him uh, to be seen in a Nike logo. And that's where he's making a stand. Like I get, I, I, I that's that's the stand. <laughs> he had, he had all kinds of comments. <laughs> and the really funny thing is, I'm pretty sure that this wouldn't have happened if not for the rain, because in the rain delay, I think they just gave the press access to the old timers, and that's when David Wells just started going off about like woke culture and stuff. Um, I mean, that's really funny. Like not funny. You know what I mean? That's pretty funny though. It's. <laughs> Like it's bizarre. It's bizarrely it's funny. funny. It's, it's, well, I thought he like would cover it up because like of the child. I mean, like every like you know all these companies use like you know like the little like you know the little kids in other countries to to make the clothes and stuff and the shoes. Like that's a that's a reasonable stand. If he stood for that, I, I would be like, okay, David Wells. But he's not even standing for that. No, the woke culture. <laughs> that's what you. Well, interesting guy. Yeah. You know? Um. He had a lot of interesting stuff to say. If you want to read it, there's an, I think, athletic article about it. Uh, I'll, I'll certainly, certainly interesting stuff. Um, I'll say this. The hugest applause, obviously, was for the core four. Jeter, the place went nuts. Uh, Jorge, Andy, and Mo, huge applause. Joe Torre, very cool standing ovation from all the players and the entire stadium. But apart from... That core group, the biggest, like, uh, the most exciting moment, the moment that got everyone really sort of like a jolt of energy was Hideki Matsui. When Hideki Matsui came out on that field, hero. the place went nuts. It was World awesome. Series hero. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see him play again on that field in Old Timers Day 2024. Come through, Yankees. Come through. Um, I want to see Derek Jeter hit a baseball again. Dude, it would be so cool. It would be so cool. Imagine if he just like <laughs> he goes the other way and then he like trots into first. It would be. <sighs> well, See, I'm not sure he think... would want to, but it would be sick. I didn't think they. So I just assumed that it was a rain delay. That's why they didn't play the game. Nope. It was never scheduled, unfortunately. God damn. Yeah. The event was pretty cool, though. It was fun to hear them all talk. How was the rain delay? Let me let's hear about that. So. The rain delay was pretty wild. We were in like the three hundreds, and we went up to the four hundreds for the roof covering. Um, we were actually the seats were in the four hundreds, but we sat in the three hundreds for this uh the old timer ceremony, mm-hmm. and then we went up, and then where we went because of the wind, it was like not high enough, so we went up further so we would be more covered, and then the wind got even more aggressive. Really, and it also got us from the other side because there's a uh, fence, but it is possible if the wind is strong enough that water will come through the fence. So we went up high enough that it wasn't coming from our front, but then it was coming from behind, and then it was coming from the front. The rain was just like really, really coming down. So we went down (laughs) into the stadium, and the concourses were like straight up flooded. Really, Um, there were these. Yeah, it was wild. There were like these um little like twisters in the uh in the drainage uh holes. There were like stairwells and stuff that were like genuinely flooded. It was it was a lot a lot of rain, and um we just kind of walked around 
the uh, slowly flooding stadium. We left the <laughs> third floor and went down to two. That was like pretty covered. It's almost inside there. And then eventually down to one. And then we saw the grounds crew. It was pretty cool to watch the grounds crew like dry up the warning track and fix the places on the field that were like genuinely wet. I really didn't think they would be able to fix it fast enough for their like announced time, but they did. It was pretty impressive. Wow. Well, Shout out to the uh, Yankee Stadium grounds crew. It kind of reminded me, I think I told you this, about the 2018 red and gray when we all had to like just like throw all this quick dry on the field so we could make it happen yeah. um, on the night of rope burning. It was really sort of a hectic, but... Uh, Fun fact, you realize you can squeegee a field. They uh, were squeegeeing the field. I know Jim and Jim and Chosh got into an argument about this one time. They had a front row seat. Well, I remember that. That was on. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, who said they could squeegee the field? Chach. Well, Chach is right. They can squeegee a field. Chach was squeegeeing in front of Jim, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And it was like, and then Jim realized it worked, and he stormed off. And yeah, was... they can. <laughs> you can squeegee a field. I've seen it now on the uh, on the biggest stage, Yankee Stadium grounds crew squeegeeing the field. You can squeegee a field. Um, you can get some. You, you get the. You can get under it. You can get the water. Pop it right out. Yeah. Uh, now they might have technically played the game, but the Yankees kind of didn't show up. Um, for a while, we were doing the thing where we only get one hit, and it was weird because we actually scored two runs. We had this weird inning where we had, I think, a hit by pitch and then a walk, or maybe it was a walk and then a hit by pitch, and then Volpe got a single, an RBI single, and then we got another walk. So the bases are loaded, mm-hmm. two outs, and Peraza does what should be a ground out, and they throw it to um, second, weirdly, when it's a fast runner. I think it was Pereira, maybe? Um, and they just don't get him at second, <laughs> and we get the run. So it was tied yeah. for a while, close game, and as I told you right before, hold on, I'm going to look at it. Yeah, so, so Glaber walked. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a hit by pitch. Stanton reached on a fielding error. And Willie Adamas was kind of throwing it around all day. He had, I think, two errors. He had another ball on a DJ grounder that he uh, he kind of threw sort of wild, but the first baseman made a really nice play on it. So he stopped the potential error there. But he was he was struggling in the field. Volpe gets the single. And then... Pereira walks and Peraza just grounds. It should be a ground out. And because the Brewers mishandle it, uh, we tie the game there. But then nobody scores again for several innings until we <laughs> blow up in the eighth. And then we blow up a second time in the ninth. Um, and I left after the blow up in the eighth because I had to go see the Rutgers game. But really kind of a, a frustrating effort. And again, Loisica not pitching well. And um, it's followed up by Matt Crook, really with the low point of his Yankees career, just after the high point. Uh, no outs, but four earned runs. Uh, just really struggling to throw strikes. Um, I don't even... Is there anything to say about this game? Like, it's just... It turns out after this, Loisica's hurt. It turns out after this that Dominguez is hurt. Um just a bummer of a game in the end. Uh, Brutal. 
I guess the highlight of this game is the clip of William Thomas meeting Jeter, where he meets him and he he's pretty normal meeting him, and then he runs away like he's a little kid. He's so excited. Um, but guy's a living legend. He's yeah. Derek Jeter. He's not, you know, Jeter Downs. I forget who it was. It was somebody. Um, it might have been Jeter actually. I think who thanked the Brewers who were watching. A lot of the Brewers stayed on the top step and watched the uh, ceremony. And I thought that was cool because it shows like that's a team full of like people that people around baseball want to see. And uh, so, yeah, but I like that. A tough, I like that. A tough game. I guess we ended up with four hits. Um, Not Judge got one. Judge had a nice hit that probably should have been a double, but it bounced in an unfortunate way. And I think it was Tyrone Taylor in left field made a nice play to keep him from uh, second base. But uh, And then Pereira and Peraza each got a hit. Um, but yeah, generally just a brutal. And there was that awful play where Adamas got the, he hit a triple, but it was like a little league home run because LeMahieu tried to throw him out at third and mm-hmm. it was a bad throw. It was just really bad game. Really bad game. Um, and it's worse, for me at least, if you hang around a bad game and then lose, it's actually worse in some ways. Well, you invested your time. Yeah. Um, As opposed to other people. But at least you were at the stadium. You were catching the vibe, you know. It's, it's No, I mean, it was still fun to be there. I don't, I certainly don't regret going. I should say this, though. Mike King, another good start. I think the Mike King as a starter thing is starting to, it's starting to take hold. Oh, yeah. He's back. We'll see him He tomorrow. had nine strikeouts. He only had one earned run. And he just, he looks comfortable. He hasn't yet done like six or seven innings, I don't think. But five innings, he can do. And he can do, it seems, two times through an order. So I think Impressive. we might be looking at a member of our 2024 rotation. And I think... If he can pitch like he does as a reliever, that slots him in as a three. Like, maybe a four, but probably a three. I think it goes Cole, Rodon, King. Even though Nestor... That's five innings. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Not exactly a schlubby performance. No, certainly not. And then let's go to this bizarre game on Sunday. Uh, Football Sunday. Yeah, this was so were you watching this game even? I I turned it on when they were about to get no hit and I was like, let's let's see this. I'm like it's like you gotta go to the funeral as the, as a fan. So I turned the funeral on and it turns out not only did the Yankees have no hits, the Brewers had no runs. So <laughs> so I watched this. Yeah. So I did catch the end of this and it was great. Higashioka, a wonderful Yankee moment, and hopefully he doesn't I would love to see him as our backup catcher next year. Um, but wonderful, wonderful. And the Stanton clutch home run. Oh my god. Just that ball just kept carrying. That ball just kept yeah. carrying. I thought it was gonna be gone. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's that's like exactly what I did too. I was watching football. I heard the Yankees were getting no hit. I was like checking in because, you know, Cole, but, but also it's like the first Oh yeah, Cole was wonderful again. Football. Um We've already said enough about Cole, but I guess it bears repeating. Cole, just an elite starting pitcher who is elite, like, 
pretty much every time he's on the mound. He brings his ERA down to 279. Nine strikeouts over seven innings, three hits, as you said. Just like beautiful, beautiful. What was ERA in the AL? We love Garrett Cole. It's a shame that the Yankees couldn't get him a little bit of run support here. But in fairness to Cole, Corbin Burns was trading blanks with him. Like they were just trading blows. Corbin Burns kept us hitless through eight and they took him out. They brought in Devin Williams, who kept us hitless through nine. So we were no hit through nine innings. But luckily, we had Garrett Cole watching out for us, and Wandy Peralta and Clay Holmes uh, sort of kept up their end of the bargain and kept us in this. Then, through 10, it looked like we were going to... Or No, 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 I'm sorry. We were no hit through 10. The Yankees were no hit through 10. And I was walled but... on a double, I think, or something. No, but that was in the 11th, I'm pretty that sure. That was in the 11th. Wait, what yeah. was that then? Who am I thinking? Someone got a hit. Uh, yeah, Oswaldo got our first hit, I think, in the 11th, right? Yeah, so we were no hit through 10. Um, just really bad offensive performance. <laughs> we didn't score uh, until the 12th, though. I think we scored if Oswaldo got no, a Oswaldo double, got, no, Oswaldo knocked in Volpe, yeah, yeah. So, you know, sort of a depressing offensive effort, but then you feel good about it at the end of the day because. You know, you scratch through a few runs, and it was it was really frustrating though. In that tenth, I think it was Canley who who kept them scoreless. Not mm. easy to do in the modern day uh, landscape of having a man on second to start mm. extras, and then we just can't scratch him across. Like it just it, <laughs> the Yankees are bad in these situations. They're not a good extra innings team in these uh, no stupid fake extra innings that I hate. Yeah. Um. Then finally, the Brewers score. Um. And I kind of thought, like, oof, that could be it. And then <laughs> Oswaldo breaks the no hitter, and we tie it up. Now we have a great opportunity to do more. Um, Higgy struck out, and then we get a Lemayhu walk, a Judge intentional walk, and then Glaber grounds out. So there's an opportunity blown. Then things look really bad because in the 12th, we actually give up two runs. Um, and I really kind of thought it was over. I don't know why I was still watching it. I was watching it on my computer and giving my dad updates. Um, and this was, I believe, the second inning of Nick Ramirez. Yeah. Is that right? No, it was... Uh... The first yeah. inning of Nick Ramirez. No, Nick Ramirez gave all the runs, and then Michoud... right, right, right. But the one he gave up the two runs, right? Yeah, right. So the second inning, though, of Nick Ramirez, they score two runs. It looks like it's over. Giancarlo Stanton, who like I think we are a pro Stanton podcast. Mostly. I think he gets way too much shit, but like he's been bad this year. He hasn't been good. Seems like he can't catch up to fastballs, which is a real problem. Giancarlo Stanton, as you said. It was just not a home run off the bat. It was just not a home run. And it kept going and going and going and going. It's bizarre. I thought I wasn't going to make it 30 feet from the fence, let alone to the seats. Yeah, no, I thought the I thought the right or center fielder would have to come in for it. Um, but look, it's a, it tied the game, and uh, it got us to the 13th. It got us to the 13th. In comes the legend, Anthony Misevich. Misevich. Um, and his name is such a nightmare to say, but it's also really fun. It's a high uh, wire act. 
Um, and I was tweeting about him a lot when he was pitching against the Red Sox, and I just had it copied, so I didn't have to spell it, because in case you're wondering, Misevich is spelled M-I-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z. Misevich. Someone should be like, are there more eyes in Misevich or Mississippi? Like, just go to around, just go around, just go around and he's sitting with a camera. Like, like, it's gonna, like it's gonna be a pain to, <laughs> it's gonna be a pain to spell in the 2023 Yankee Sporkle because, like, geez. Uh, That's gonna be one where you're just like, who the fuck? Oh, oh, like, I tell you this, I'm never gonna forget him. I'm never gonna forget Zach McAllister. I'm never gonna forget Matt Bowman. Hayden was he, he pitched for us, right? Him I'll forget, but I remember him in the moment. I wouldn't have just, like, said his name, though. Uh, well, he never pitched a game for us. Never mind. There was – he was in the Montas deal? Or was uh, he I'll, in the uh, – Oh, look. No, we traded for Efros. Efros deal. That was a scam. Yeah, I think you might have been confusing him with Asher Wojciechowski. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Asher. No, I'm excited for Efros to come back next year. Actually, he'll be good. Um, One game for us, and we have a lot of a lot of Efros left to go. I think we have three years of Efros, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pre-arbitration when he traded for him. But anyway, Misevich impressed me. I liked what I saw from Misevich. He pitched a good inning. Then we get back out there, and we finally scratched that run across. It was Kyle Higashioka, his first ever walk off um and he seems so happy the guys seem so happy for him he's clearly someone who is really well liked in that clubhouse he's been with his organization forever um the stat was always there like it was like it was guardy and then higgy in terms of time with the organization because he he had been in the minors for so long um it's cool to see him have these moments and i remember actually we went to a game uh that ended in a Trevi walk-off where Higgy had multiple chances to walk it off, couldn't get it done. Ultimately, he was pinch hit for by Trevino, who did get it done. And I remember saying, because Higgy was hitting really poorly at this time, I remember being like, nah, Higgy's got to do it. Higgy's got to do it. They they pinch hit Trevi, and all those thoughts go straight out the window. It was kind of the peak for Trevi right there. Um, Knocked in the best player in the league. um, You know, awesome moment for Higgy right there and uh yeah he's looking his career high numbers besides 2020 which is just 16 games you know this is his largest sample size and he's got a big OPS he's got same amount of home runs 88 games played nice RBI count good doubles hitting for 233 233 that's like top two on the Yankees you know yeah no I mean he's had a good year and I feel I think the thing I always say about Higgy is like he's like 12 home runs, he hits 225, and he's out hitting that right now. Um, yeah. So good for him. You said something that you want him to be the backup catcher. I assume you want Austin Wells to be the starting catcher? I don't even know what they're going to do with Wells. I don't know if they want him to be a catcher. I. Okay, so you might still want Trevi Higgy. I assume you don't want Rorfett, right? Who is that? So, no. I don't know. Well, if Wells can be a, like a first baseman left fielder catcher, I see that as a valuable little spot on a team. It's not no one. 
no one ever went broke playing and having three guys you can squat behind a plate. Look at the Phillies need a catcher. They got Kyle Schwarber, who they can throw back there. Who's, yeah. He's played catcher. Donaldson was brought up as a catcher, you know, his rookie cards. Uh, yeah, I don't know if if that's in the cards, but if it is, I would love it. I would love for him to essentially be the third catcher, but play first, or if he can play outfield. I don't, I'm really not sure if he can, but if he can, like... I don't understand why there aren't more guys like Varsho who can catch but play another position. Like that Valuable. makes a lot of sense to me. Isaiah um, Connor Valeva also works that way for us. Like, but we've we, never done it with him. We've always been we had to to him playing the field. God um, forbid there was a, a hot dog vendor collapse, fell into the dugout, and knocked out our catchers. Connor Falefa can play catcher. You know, I I always wondered though. I thought it was weird that I think it's a good thing to lean into. It's like. Um, I don't know. It's like having a wide receiver who can throw the ball. It's like, why wouldn't you lean into that? But that guy on Colorado for Deion Sanders who plays defense and offense. Exactly. Travis Hunter. Like, yeah, I don't know. I would love to have, and I do think they want to keep Trevi for sure. And I would like to keep Higgy Wells. It's, but the other thing is like, they love having, this is the weird thing. It's like, we haven't ever had just a normal catcher the past few years. We've either had a defensive liability who's a huge offensive plus in theory in Gary or a defensive specialist catcher. And, you know, the catchers around the league don't really hit that well. So the idea of having Wells in there as an offensive plus, I think is, is very appealing to them. And I'm not sure if he's as huge an offensive plus if he's a first baseman or outfielder. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, so you don't have like a strong feeling about who you want as, as the starting catcher at this point right now. I, I, I like to, we, we, we romanticize our own teams, right? We all, uh, we all want our players to be on championship teams and have rings in their, in their collections. So I kind of just hope that all three, you know, that's my kind of, I don't have, I don't have much of it. I, I really don't know what they do though. Like I really, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. It's hard to I certainly I certainly feel that about um <laughs> you want them to all have rings. I love the idea of just like they come to New York and if they're on a, a team of significance, a special team, they get a ring. It just hasn't been the case the past few years. But I would love for Jose Trevino to have a ring. I would love for Kyle Higashioka to have a ring. I would love for a lot of these guys. And it's gotta be next year, it looks like, because I don't think this is our year. Well, I think next year if they if if they don't make if if they get within one game of the World Series, it's one thing. But if if we if we get bounced out meekly in the wild card, we don't make the playoffs. They're done. Everybody's done. So, so I do. I kind of want to come back to a conversation we had a few weeks ago before we end this. Um, mm-hmm. what do you think about Aaron Boone's future now? Has your thinking changed given how the time with the kids is gone? Do you think? Well, I never in wanted terms him of gone. what you think will happen and what you want to happen. I never wanted him going, and now I think even more so he's not going anywhere. I kind of agree. I don't know if I would say I never wanted him, or I don't think I wanted him gone. I was kind of resigned to, like, it just it seems like this team is dead, and they have to have a fall guy. Um, And there was that interesting thing where the two articles kind of at the same time seemed to be dueling one from the kind of higher executives who are less involved in the baseball operations, the other from cashman and his people and they seem to be kind of pushing different narratives i gotta be honest i think this last stretch has been great for boone it seems like 
He connects with younger players. It seems like the guys there, the judges, the LeMayhews, the Stantons, all those guys, Cole, all fully support him. And I think if you're going to keep Cashman, and it's pretty clear they're going to keep Cashman, it's really hard to justify firing Boone. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the kind of older get off my lawn fans are going to be like, how could there was this guy behind me at the Brewers game (laughs) who sounded, I thought he was like 60 or 70. Like you could have told me he was in his eighties from his voice. And he was saying things like, um, Oh, is he a Harry C type of guy? He, he was saying things like, um, (laughs) he was saying, you know, I didn't think Aaron Boone could be a worse, <laughs> a worse manager than he is a player, but here he is. And I can only think like of that, that guy from from our from our shared camp. He was he was even saying things about how like the game isn't as fun as it used to be. It's not as lively, and it was just why is he there? <laughs> well, so I as I was leaving, I looked at him because I was like, "Who is this guy?" I swear to God, he couldn't have been older than like thirty five. Like this guy not only had like old sentiment, he had old. It was, it was bizarre. Um, So I think a lot of fans are clamoring and a lot of fans always clamor for Boone to be fired. I think he won't. And I think he shouldn't be. And I think I was less certain of that like two weeks ago, but now I think after the, the kids came up, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Crazy. Um, as we close the book on Jason Dominguez's little mini stint here, what are your thoughts? Exciting, sad for him, but he'll be back and he'll be, but it's nice to see that he didn't struggle. Like that's like, he's, he's ready, which is like, I didn't think he'd be as confident at the plate as he was, but he, he was confident. He looked like he was, he looked like he had 10 years in the bigs already. And Let's just get the injury out of the way. Let's get healthy and let's come into let's come into April. Let's get wherever we are for our first game of the year and let's let's get a win. Let's 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 get a let's just have a real let's have a real vibe, a real team vibe, and let's have Dominguez in center field manning that spot. And I think that's what the Yankees want, and that's what they're resolute on. You got Dominguez in center. You got Bolt be it short, and the rest will work itself out. And Judge and right, and that's really it. You know, everything else is kind of up in the air. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it went like way better than anyone could have possibly oh. anticipated apart from the injury that? and it gives you something to be very excited about now there's sort of differing opinions on how long this injury is going to keep him out for or if he misses any of 2024 um it seems like it's possible it could be a bryce harper situation where he comes back at the plate first um and that would be kind of a bummer but also it's better than nothing and it creates a weird situation with stanton in the outfield obviously but bad um, in the lineup it's hard not to feel awesome about the Jason Dominguez experience. It's just he overachieved. He looked so comfortable. He looked so at home. And he mashed against Justin Verlander in Houston. He mashed in Yankee Stadium as soon as he got there. Like, it just, like, it really couldn't have gone much better. Insane. And I'm really, really excited for that. Um, I don't really have a strong feeling about how it goes in terms of his recovery time because there's such a wide variance of how long this goes and Hicks had a similar injury I think or the same injury and he came back way sooner than they expected Mm -hmm. um so you know we'll see Bryce Harper just came back from this you know I think five months and 
he wasn't playing the field, but like it's it's a bat in the lineup. Um, bat, yeah, bat in the lineup. Get these guys in there. Get them hitting. Get them playing, and then it all it all works itself out from there. Yeah. Trust me. So I think that's it for us. I mean, do you want to say anything about Loizica's season? Is he's hurt too? It's kind of a lost year for him. God, I um, hope he comes back healthy because he looked good when he was pitching. So he did. He looked good right until the end, which I think is probably affected by the injury. He looked looked awesome. Um, yeah. Just a bummer. A lot of we're looking at the roster right before this. A lot of just like lost names in that Yankee bullpen. You I mean, know, like Trevino and Efros come back next year. Who the hell knows? They're 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 good relievers. I mean, is Trevino is Trevino on this team next year? That's a good point. What about Montes? Where's he going to be next year? I don't know that. That couldn't have gone a lot worse. Um, Luis Neal might be back next year too. Another one, earliest free agent. Oh, and we he's arbitration mention... eligible, Trevino. Really, that's yeah. interesting. We should also mention Keenan Middleton, who went to the U.S. Open with Aaron Judge. That's a cool. Uh, it's a good sign. They're bonded. Uh, and Keenan Middleton, I believe, is on this team next year. I think we have another year. Oh, sixty ADRA with the Yankees. Yeah, so Milton he's done. Is, no way, he's not. Oh, he's not. I thought he was not a rental. Earliest free agent, twenty twenty four. All right. Well, I mean, that, that means he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, if he's free agent eligible twenty four, that means he's not back. Probably. It, it makes was sense, interesting. Though. It makes sense because he started service time in twenty seventeen, and Glaber and all those guys are twenty eighteen. They're free agents in twenty twenty five. So the the math yeah. checks out. It was interesting because he pitched really well. It's hard to be mad at him, but he is kind of the face of this trade deadline that a lot of people wanted more than one reliever, and we ended up getting just Keenan Middleton, and I think his name was Spencer Howard, just a random guy who never ended up pitching for the Yankees this year, uh, and then we DFA'd him. So, you know, a successful tenure for Keenan, but probably very disappointing that he didn't end up pitching for the Yankees in the playoffs, and then... Yeah, I mean, it sucks to end your season in injury. Actually, speaking of ending an injury, also official that Anthony Rizzo's done for the year. So I guess LeMahieu and Bowers will handle uh, first base for the rest of the way. Um, That's sad. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's getting shut down who has some kind of injury. I wonder if we see a Rodon thing next. It seems like we're not going to, as I said, as you said, but... Uh, if you think about all those people who have now been shut down for the year, basically, uh, it does kind of jump to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anyone we should have talked about that we haven't talked about? I we think we kind of hit everything. We did. I will be back with you next week. Yeah, I'm going to try to do the plugs. Do you have any plugs that you want to do for things that are not our social media, by the way? I want to start doing. Oh, well, we, we have AMC theaters. Yeah, AMC theaters. Uh, Go to an AMC theater, see a movie, uh, support the guilds. Um, and uh, I mean, are there any movies that you really want to see that are coming out? There was a movie. Dave I Fine to see. and I are seeing on uh, on Friday. We're seeing um, Dumb Money. Oh right, I just. I'm saw... excited for I, yeah. I I like following the the stuff. I don't know how great of a movie it's going to be. It's gotten some. I hear it's an easy watch, which I like to see. Yeah, I'm excited for. I know he's getting a lot of bad press recently from film people, but Taika Waititi's new movie with Michael Fassbender. Uh, oh, next oh, that's going to be so funny. Yeah, I want to see that. 
Especially well, because that, I want to big... see colors of the flower moon. I'm, I'm gonna once that's I'm gonna try to see it. I'm gonna try to go to the first. I'm gonna miss work for it. I'm gonna take a day off of work. I think. Ooh. I love yeah. me some Marty. I'm excited for that too. And him and Leo are already planning to do another movie, which is like a a ships movie, which I'm I'm pumped for. I love a ship movie. Um, ship movie. Um, <laughs> on and, boat. Uh, yeah, on a boat. Me exactly, too. a ship. No, me too. I love ship movies. I like. Yeah. I like the show. Speaking of ships, Taikyo, what, whatever. He has a good show on HBO. Not uh, a sponsor. Yeah, our flag means death, right? Our flag means death. It's yeah. a fire taste, but it's good. Yeah, they wanted to be a sponsor, but we wouldn't let the company that streams that show be a sponsor after they changed their name. So. Yeah, and plus with the strike, we have yeah, you know, it's it's important to keep solidarity with the with the gaffers. Exactly. If they wanna, if they wanna stop. Their stupid uh, things about like their lack of regulation on AI and all that stuff. And if they want to change their name back, then that streaming company can sponsor our podcast. But until then, it's AMC. We make movies better. And I thought there was something else. I'm excited for Fastbender coming. Fastbender hasn't been in a movie in like four years or five years or something. So I'm excited for that. But there's one other movie I thought I was excited to see. And now I can't think of what it is. Um, I'm excited to see. My company's releasing a movie called The Creator. Ooh, I don't care for how you've been marketing that. The <laughs> the AI fans at the Charger game, I really didn't like that. They did that. Yeah, That's I creepy. really. That's it was creepy. so. I really wish they hadn't done that. That's really creepy. I mean, it's probably a lot of good. Uh, we're not. Well, we're not, not distributing it. We're not distributing it. That's, That's 20th Century Studios. Well, 20th Blame Century. Blame I want to have words Blame with Fox. you. Blame Fox. Please don't send. <laughs> Please don't send AI into the public, like AI people. It's not okay. You just send a bunch of like robots into a football stadium dressed as fans. Come on, that's really creepy. <laughs> Very creepy. Find the pictures of it. I want you to react to the. It was it was so weird. It was so weird. Ugh, it was horrible. I'm trying to find. The upcoming releases, but they've <laughs> they rearranged the, the IMDb app, so I can't. On fire, on fire. That movie looks really depressing. Say it again. On fire, the the, the forest fire movie, that the wildfire movie. Ooh, yeah, looks that's, pretty sad. It's a heavy subject. Um, see, I don't really want to see this. Um, no one wants to see the Equalizer. Yeah, I really. So I liked the first movie. Um, the the murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. and I didn't see the second one, but it looked okay. This third one, a haunting in Venice, I'm not really interested in for some reason. Oh, that's the third one. Yeah, it's like the sequel to those movies where Kenneth Branagh plays uh the detective. Oh, there's there's billboards for that all over the place here. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I'm just I'm not feeling that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, I I, need, I guess I need to see the first few. The first one's pretty good, but I don't know. It just like I wasn't feeling the. Uh, I mean, it looked fine, but I just I never saw the second one, and this third one looks, this third one looks pretty bad. Anyone who um, want to see my fat Greek wedding? Those tickets are going right now for twenty five cents a piece. By the way, if you want to go online and reserve your ticket, twenty five cents. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. It's a part of our sponsor. <laughs> AMC, $0.25 a piece for my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Um, You could take the tickets home. 
Or you could take the uh, the signage home. Yeah, maybe the only movie I really wanted to see was that uh, the Taika Waititi. I thought there was something that was coming out in the next like two weeks that I really wanted to see, but Liam I'm already in November out. now, and I still haven't found the movie I was thinking of. So I know I saw I saw a good I saw the Gran Turismo movie that was great. Yeah, you liked it. I did like it. I was really impressed. I I didn't have super high expectations too, but I was really impressed by it. I went in with the worst expectations. I went in thinking I I went in thinking if this is bad, you just leave. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really really good. Oh, I was moved emotionally. Everything it was great. I can't remember if I told you this, but um, the <laughs> that movie got the best reception from the kids of any movie I've ever seen with Greylock. Like they loved it. And like uniformly, they were all like, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, you saw that at camp? I saw it at camp with the freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. As he, as, well, I don't know why they wouldn't think that. I was in a movie theater and it was just like, it was, it was, it was adults and they were going crazy, you know? Oh, I know. This is a little, this is a whole, whole sidetrack into movies, but you know, we can cut it or you can just listen to us talk about movies a little bit. You can um, listen to us. The, uh, there's a lot of discourse around the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which I don't really care about. But apparently Seth Rogen, uh, he's a producer on it, and he had the kids who play the, ten- or the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just like sort of improv a lot of the dialogue. And I see all these things on Twitter about people being like, this is terrible dialogue. And then other people are like, no, this is great. The kids are just improving. And it just it makes me kind of interested to see the movie and see how that turned out, because I feel like it's a really interesting idea and it's not done a lot in animation because it's hard to uh, it's hard to animate around improv. But I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty cool idea. And uh, and I'm curious to see how that turned out. Me too. I I might have to to, when it goes to streaming. I'll see that. I'll check that out. And there's also this movie Golda, which I might see only because I have a list with Helen Mirren about um, the former yeah. prime minister of Israel. Yeah, that's uh, actually, I've been thinking about seeing that for a while and I don't know if I'm going to, but it might, oh, it might be. Leo Schreiber. I didn't know Leo Schreiber was in it. So he's in everything now. I like him. He's, I he's love, a- I love the beginning of hard knocks when he first starts talking and he's yeah. like, the New York jets have been, a, and it's just like, Oh, I didn't perfect. know until this year that he was the voice of hard knocks. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers is working out for the first. It's just mm, so good. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers will never complete the pass. Yeah. Thoughts and <laughs> prayers to Jets fans. We're uh, uh, there's no Jets fans on the podcast, but uh, we have you in We're our all miserable anyway. Minds. We're all miserable anyway. You know, in some ways, I'd rather the Jets got such a beautiful moment, and after the Giants game, it just it looks like they're never going to come close to that. But I do. I have the Giants on uh, very high in my confidence rankings for this week. I have them 16. They're my, they're my survivor pick. Ride or die. Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals can't stop us. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's probably enough uh, non-Yankee yeah. stuff. Or maybe we'll keep talking about this after we go off the air. But yeah. if you want to follow us, oh, but yeah, just please go to AMC's AMC We Make Movies Better. Yeah. www.amc.com backslash SSTN to use our promo code, mm-hmm. which is absolutely real. And yeah. uh, just so you know, AMC, uh, you're late on your sponsorship check to us. 
please uh please get on that mm -hmm. um send it to gruber and he'll send me and oj our cups um yeah, we'll send it, or send it 50, 15 25 main street exactly <laughs> <laughs> the 01223 <laughs> um anyway if you want to follow us on social media by heart oj is at jaco jalvo gruber is at j gruber 2 12 12 i am at d underscore mart 97 and the podcast is of course at sstn pod thanks for listening and we'll see you next time see ya